Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Masters are done, and I think for the first time in forever, I actually sat in, or at least had it on in the background from Thursday right through. And uh, it was quite enjoyable, you know, all over the place weather-wise. So they had like a reasonable day Thursday, and then I think it got real cold on Saturday. You'd see people wearing scarves and stuff while they're out there, although real cold to them. Still probably like 55 degrees or something, yeah. <laughs> you know. But um, but it was uh, terrific to watch, and uh, Scotty takes it all. I think he was in the lead right from the beginning, right? I don't think he ever gave up the lead. Yeah, Scotty Shuffler has been on, on fire mm-hmm. this season. And for a lot, kind of came out of nowhere. Um, interesting company that he's in. Um, reading today, you know, other players to have won four PGA Tour events, including a world golf event and a, and a major in the same year. Uh, it's been done like five or six times before. All of them were by Tiger Woods. Yeah. <laughs> and now Scotty Scheffler. What a story there. Certainly able to walk that entire course uh, over the four days. He obviously didn't do as well as he had hoped, but I think he was just, he just saw as he was walking up off 18, he was smiling and spending a lot of time actually when he was partnered with people, having conversations with them, which is something he never did in the past. He, I noticed that yesterday. He was, he was with John Rahm. They were talking and laughing down the, you know, 16. I thought, boy, this is a whole new tiger. Now, that being said, he was out of it. Yeah. All right. So, you know, if, if he had been in the hunt, uh, probably wouldn't have been talking and joking quite so much. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what you are getting now is Tiger just talking, even in interviews, a lot more and, mm-hmm. and talking about golf and game and breaking it down. And, it, and you know, he's, he's really changed his persona uh, from being that intimidating, uh, you know, rough exterior mm-hmm. to being, you know, a lot more open and... Uh, you know, it was good to see he was really laboring, as you could see, kind of coming up that 18th fairway, uh, up the hill at 18, and and even to the uh, to the cabin afterwards, the scores uh, cabin. He was, you could tell he was limping, uh, and mm-hmm. it was affecting him. But he he did say afterwards that uh, he's gonna, you know, he won't play ever play a full schedule of tournament events mm-hmm. uh, again. But he will play St Andrews. He, he's going to go to the British Open. It's, you know, he's won there twice. It's his, one of his favorite golf courses. He said favorite course in the world. So he's going to play the Open at St. Andrews, which is big. It was uh, interesting, I thought, over the four days when they would always cut to the uh, the moments when uh, these golfers, uh, Dustin Johnson and others, you know, get the jacket and break down and cry. Don't know what to say. Bubba in tears. Uh, you know, and it's all very emotional and nice. And you see them walking up and there's the big round of applause from everybody. Tiger certainly got that on every hole and was tipping his cap to some so they do all that they build all this up it's you know the emotion involved with being at augusta and being in this tournament and then the ending is such a downer you know (laughs) scotty wins this thing and you you want him and i've seen it in the past i don't know why they didn't show it this time but he goes into uh bunker butler cabin butler cabin and he sits there and has a very boring conversation for a couple of minutes. And then last year's winner just kind of throws the coat on him, and he's got nothing left to say. And it's over. Like, why are you not outside doing the having everybody cheer they for you? They do do that, but they do it after it. And it kind of becomes the Jim Nance show for a few seconds after after the tournament's over, and they have to bring in, of course, the the chairman of Augusta National. Of course. Uh, and, uh, and, and Jim Nance, they do their little speech. It's very quiet the tiny room that they're mm. in they have the top amateur the last year's champion puts the jacket on and it's 
it's yeah, as you say, it's very kind of dry for all that and four stale. days, uh, and then they go outside and they do the same thing again on the green. Right? But they cut away from it; they don't show it but, on television. Yeah, they don't they don't televise that part because it takes too long to organize it all. I'm not sure uh, why they cut away. Maybe yeah. if you go at that point, switch to like the Golf Channel, perhaps Maybe. they cover probably uh, that part. But um, you know, yeah, and, and you know, Canadians again. Uh, Canadian fans uh, rightfully disappointed. You know, Corey Connors finished top five yeah, for the second him. year in a row. And, you know, outside of one shot on the par 3-6, you, you barely see him. Yeah, it's funny, too. A couple of times, like when Tiger was it was just teamed up with, he had different people every day, but they'd show like a Tiger shot, and you'd never see the other guy's shot. Right, you know? yeah. Yeah, Tiger at 11 over par. And, yeah. and, and I, like, listen, I get it. I'm a Tiger fan. I know why they're showing every yeah. shot of Tiger Woods because he sells. That's what people want to see. Know, and people want to see a, a great ending with a lot of cheering and applause. I don't know, TSN. Maybe you should review this, but you're hosting entertainment. <laughs> why don't make it entertaining? <laughs> there's an idea, TSN. Well, there's a five-hour baseball game to get to after oh, that. I guess so, yeah. Now, when, now that the golf season is uh, officially underway... You, know, you saw what happened, of course, to uh, poor Cameron uh, Smith. He just fell apart there. Um, certainly on 12 was a great example. Actually, I think it was on uh, Friday or Saturday, too. With the cold, a lot of them were struggling. And and we all do as golfers. You have good days and bad days. He really fell apart there on 12 and the double bogey. But that's that's how most of us golf. That You know, you have a great hole, and you fall apart for a couple, and you have a great... But it's it's a need, and I know it'll never change because it's just alpha male and the way dudes operate. But when you're golfing with all your buddies this summer and they know you can never crack 85 on your best day, <laughs> don't come into the clubhouse going, 72 today. <laughs> 72. We know you're lying and you're looking like a fool. Every swing counts, not just the ones that you deem to be the best. Right. I mean, for you, even more so than me, because you love the game and you're way more into it than I am. It must drive you insane, even when you're out having a friendly match. Right. And you get three other guys, and you know one of them is not counting properly, because you're good at keeping count of everybody. Uh-huh. And your buddy comes up, I'll take a four on that. No, you were seven, dude. And then it turns into a fight or you get angry with each other. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're playing for something, yeah. you, you got to make sure you keep that score properly. And and that's it. We, you learn when you're playing tournament golf mm. that you keep everyone's score. Mm-hmm. Right? Everyone in your group, you know where they are, where they sit, and what they're scoring. Because it matters mm-hmm. at that point. Um, you know, when it, I, I remember, too, when I was young, you'd get guys who'd come up and they handicap was the talk. What's your handicap? What's your handicap? And, oh, I'm a two or a three handicap. But they were members at a golf course. And they mm-hmm. played one course all the time. So they shoot 75 there mm-hmm. and then 90 when they go out to a different golf right, course. Right. And, and that, that changes for a lot of people as well. When they know the course inside out, they know exactly what club to pull on every hole. They know, you know, they, they tend to shoot a better score. Sure. And, you know, do they really keep their score properly or not? Mm. Uh, and they do they enter the right score? So, you know, you, you let you let a lot of that slide. I don't, I don't listen to people when they tell me what they, yeah. they shoot or what they expect to shoot or their handicaps unless there's something on the line. Guy spends the whole hole in the fescue, comes out and says, I got par. <laughs> okay, let's go with that. <laughs> it's time to chat with our pally, Ted Reader. Ted? Ted? Morning, Lucky. Oh, there you are. Sorry, let's let's try that again because I didn't have a button turned on right. properly, Ted. So we're going to pretend that didn't happen. We'll start all over again. Here we go. Oh, God um, help in us. Three, two, one. <laughs> it's time to talk with Teddy Reader. Good morning, Ted. 
Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Good morning, Ted. You really are having a hard time getting it together today, eh there, Ben? I'm struggling this morning, but you know, when you screw up, you just be honest about it and right. uh, start again. So, you know, listen, nobody's paying for this. Uh, it's not like they're dumping dough into listening to this broadcast, so I don't feel bad. They get it for free. Um, the Masters weekend is wrapped up, and... Uh, when they uh, started talking about, was the dinner on Thursday night or Wednesday uh, la- night? Last Tuesday, in fact. Oh, okay. Tuesday night, yeah. So from there on, Ted, uh, you know, every year they have the champions dinner and the previous champion picks the menu. And uh, this time people were just raving about it because it was a very high-end steak. Well, it was Hideki Matsuyama, who's Japanese, and, and he was the first Japanese winner. And so his menu included sushi and sashimi to start out. But uh, the uh, the star was the main course, which was A5 Wagyu. Apparently goes for like $50 an ounce, which would be like a $400 steak. And he's feeding like 20, 25 guys. Yeah, but uh, I'm just wondering, well, well, Ted, what, first of all, is what does the A5 mean? What is A5 Wagyu? Well, I'm not, it's the amount of marbling of the fat. That's uh, the internal fat of the steak. And so you have different levels of fat, and A5 is is not the top, top, top level, but it's pretty much up there. It's where the – so if you go to the, the, the butcher shop and you look at a steak, it's red with white flecks of fat as the internal marbling. Right. A5 Wagyu is really – it's more white mm. with red flecks throughout it. Oh. So it's lots of fat. Um, when I worked for for President's Choice for Loblaws for Dave Nickel way back, oh, almost thirty years ago, um, we ran a menu at the Sutton Place Hotel, and it was a President's Choice menu. And we flew in A five Wagyu from uh, Japan to serve uh, on that menu, and it was back then. It was uh, that was thirty years ago. It was ten dollars an ounce. Huh. And so it, it it has increased, but it's like it's like eating butter. Yeah, is it really and, that good? Because uh, you think with all that fat, and I know, listen, it's, it's it tastes amazing. But if you're just eating a you know uh, an eight ounce uh, steak of fat, doesn't that seem to be? Uh, I don't know. To me, it seems a little greasy and gross after a while. No, it, you know? it just melts in your mouth. It does. It's eh? delicious. It's absolutely delicious. But it is super, super, super expensive, and it is best. Uh, served either raw as a sashimi uh, or rare, and you don't really want to go over medium rare. You want to be able to taste all that flavor. It's not worth spending, uh, what was it, $50 an ounce, you yeah. said, Lucky? Yep. So an eight-ounce steak is uh, 400 bucks. You don't want to be ordering that well done. No. That's just a waste of money. But, okay, so, Ted, if, if someone was going to venture and get themselves some, some Wagyu, uh, what? How's? What's the method to cook this with all that internal marbling, with all that that fat? Is this a low and slow reverse sear? No, this thing? is a this is a hot and fast. This is a this is a sear. It depends on the thickness of the cut, right? If you're you're talking a two inch steak, you may want to do a, a a reverse sear on it, and so you bring it up slowly to that internal temperature, and then just finish it off very quickly, hot and fast on uh, super super hot coals. But if you're going to do, you know, a one-inch steak, that's a hot and fast direct grill. Get that uh, grill smoking there at about 700 degrees and then on and off. Imagine that one golfer who comes in and says, can I get some HP sauce? And you just, 
Well done, please, on this thing. Or ketchup. Yeah. yeah. That's even worse. Yeah, yeah. You're taking a nine iron. No, that, that, that's a pretty tasty steak. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine goes down to the Masters every year to shuck oysters for mm. them. Wow. Um, Shucker Patty is his handle on uh, on Instagram, and he is the, uh, I think he's a seven-time world oyster shucking champion and holds a Guinness Book of World Records for, uh, he's the world's fastest oyster shucker as well. Hmm. Um, pretty amazing, pretty amazing fellow to watch when he shucks an oyster. I saw him on Instagram the other day. He did an oyster, he did... Uh, he shucked four and a half oysters in 15 seconds. Let me tell you, Teddy, as a younger man, I could shuck with the best of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was a hell of a shucker in my day, I'll tell you. Uh, all right. You so, still are. Yeah, well, not as often anymore. Um, so, Teddy, if you were at the Masters and they said, we want you to pick the menu for the Champions Dinner, what would be on it? Oh, I I, th I think definitely a steak would be my uh, my go to, and an A five wagyu would be would be right up there on the top of the list. Um, but I'm also simplify it down to just a really great burger would be awesome too. Mm. Yeah, Tiger did that, right? Yeah, one Tiger year? did burgers one year, and I saw you on your Instagram, Ted, kind of talking about. Uh, some ideas for burgers for the joint this year, and a new cheeseburger that looked amazing. Yeah, we're getting uh, we're we're playing around with the menu for the joint this year. We're getting ready to open. Hopefully, at the end of the month, uh, we laid our concrete pad where the rig is going to go out uh, out on our patio, and we're finished painting the inside of the joint, and we're cleaning things up and making some uh, renovations and getting ready for a new season. So, uh, be patient. We'll be opening in about three weeks, and uh, we'll rock and roll. Beautiful, Teddy. People want to get a hold of you and talk grilling the joint. Or steaks in general, a little wagyu. How do they do that? Uh, you're going to find me at Ted Grills or at Ted Reader Barbecue, the joint. If you're a uh, Better Call Saul fan, well, get ready because season uh, I guess six uh, is about to uh, launch sometime this month. And one of the rumors that have been going around since it arrived was uh, would Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul show up and uh, be in their costumes as Walt and Jesse. And according to the producers, yes, they will show oh. up this season. They said they've been uh, a little cagey, but a little squirrely about announcing it because they didn't want to uh, to feel like uh, Jesse and Walt were invading the show, um, you know, and taking from it because people just love Better Call Saul, and 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 um, some say it's even better than Breaking Bad, which I find tough because I've sat through most of. Uh, Better Call Saul, and I, just, I find it incredibly slow. Mm. But then I think Breaking Bad had that element to it as well. There'd be like a camera on an armadillo kind of crawling up the road for two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of like Quentin Tarantino movies. Right, yes, very, very similar. It's kind of dragging on. But uh, anyhow, uh, yeah, Walt and Jesse going to show up in uh, the season finale of uh, Better Call Saul. And speaking of TV shows, do you know how many different TV shows there are in streaming? I would assume this is uh, streaming and traditional platforms. Okay, so your networks and your streaming like services. All the different options? Yeah. TV huh? shows, not just sitcoms? Is it? No, just TV programs. Oh, it's going to be thousands. Hundreds of thousands. 817,000. Holy cow. There's nothing on, though. No. <laughs> when it comes time to watch, can't find a thing. And I've watched 815,000. <laughs> that is up from 646,000 just two years ago. Holy cow. 
Yeah, I, you know, again, probably with the pandemic, they realized a lot of people were at home, so let's offer them up some. But then how they even get all those shows See, how produced? how they're making them, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Well, it's all over the world, right? Like, Netflix has offices everywhere. My uh, youngest son, uh, David, his good buddy works for Netflix Toronto, and he's always on TV and movie sets all over the city. The average adult watches four hours and 49 minutes of TV per day. Per day? Per day. Holy cow. I, I think I got that beat. Yeah. <laughs> I know you have yeah. that beat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's uh, official. The Academy has spoken. Will Smith banned for 10 years, but he gets to keep the Oscar he won, and he still can be nominated and win. So the uh, Academy says that they fell short in their response during the ceremony. Thank Chris Rock for keeping his composure. Will issued a statement saying, I accept and respect and respect the Academy's decision. Chris continuing to sell out shows all over America and continuing not to speak about it. Now he's just saying, I'm not talking about it till I get paid. <laughs> he did say, I just got my hearing back. So I don't know if he's joking or if that was serious when he took that slap in the face, if it made his ear. No. Oh. And I believe Jada Pinkett Smith made her first public appearance with a, a boyfriend on her arm. I'm just kidding. Right. She was out roaming around doing something. Um, I, I like the joke on Weekend Update on the weekend where it basically said, you know, sitting out is not a punishment. They should make them host next yeah, year. Right, right. Yeah, it's, uh, boy, more and more because of the Internet and because Jada had shared so much of her personal life on those red table talks. Now people are just going back and scouring through them and finding all sorts of dirt on her that she shared herself about how she cried on her wedding day because she never wanted to marry Will. I mean, now she claims that, yeah, you know, it was the smart move, but she was pregnant with their first child. And right. Will very much wanted a wife and children and wanted that traditional family. She never wanted any of it. Mm. It just seems like the two of them uh, have been in this conflict of, of, you know, that he wants this thing to work, and she just seems to go out of her way to... Make him look bad on social media. I think he's even told her, supposedly, the other thing I read the other day that he said, enough. Enough with sharing our life on social media. Right. It's enough. Well, and that's it. To, to, it's one thing to kind of think that way and do it privately, but mm. to, to share it and put it out there. Well, you just, like, but what that's you, the way they do it now. Like, even like on the weekends, J-Lo and Ben, and, yeah. and let's, you know, share. Is it, are they engaged? Are they not engaged? I don't know. You have to go to her website and subscribe to, to pay, find out, yeah. to see the video. It's ridiculous. And, you know, apparently they were seen spotted together, but she took the ring off. Uh, because they wanted to make it uh, a reveal on social media instead of revealing it to you know, photographers or paparazzi. It's just also orchestrated. Yeah, it is. A-Rod is somewhere going, thank God I'm out of that. <laughs> the ring she's got, it's a green stone with a silver band. And jeweler es- jewelers estimate it would be worth somewhere between 5 and $10 million dollars oh my goodness what happened to the first ring that's not good enough <laughs> bring it back yeah <laughs> fellas uh, a little story to share with you here especially if uh, you're soon to be a father perhaps you and your wife or girlfriend are planning some kind of gender reveal which really i think should be uh, illegal at this stage and people are always getting hurt or some wildfire is starting but anyhow people are doing them all the time and there's a dude who really uh he pulled a boner on this one. Uh, there's a TikTok going viral where a guy makes the reveal all about himself rather than it being a celebration with his girlfriend. Right. Not good. They had it set up so his girlfriend pitches a special ball to him while he's holding a bat. He hits it and it explodes, revealing a blue cloud 
meaning that it's a boy. Well, that's all terrific. Everybody's jumping up and down and having fun and celebrating, and she's running towards him to celebrate. Well, this is where it goes bad. He ignores her and starts jumping around and high-fiving his buddies. <laughs> Moron. Some people are very upset with him, not only for uh, not uh, hugging her first, but also because she gets kind of pushed off to the side while the guys are celebrating. Now they're elbowing her in the head. Dude, that is never going away. No. That story will live forever. And, of course, it's the Internet. It's TikTok, so it'll be there till the end of time. I thought you were going to say he swung the bat again and hit her or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, crazy. I, these the gender reveal. I've never understood it. I know it's. I guess it's the thing now, but I always thought the greatest moment, or one of the great moments in your life when you're having children, is that moment when the doctor or nurse or whoever says it's a boy or it's a girl. Right. Yeah. And then it's just you and your your significant other, and you're having a moment together. But the, that's not enough for people anymore. No. The whole world's got to be in that delivery room. It's still a couple of uh, there's a couple of factors at play. I, I agree with you. I was always one where I thought all the attention should be on mom. She's mm. the one who's pregnant and doing all the work and caring and going through all the the crazy changes that happen mm -hmm. through that. You know, as a dude, you know, your job is to build the furniture and paint the room. Like, that, that's literally <laughs> yeah. it. You've done your work. Drive her to point. appointments. The only time the eyes can be on you is, is you know, if you're presenting the baby to mm. people waiting in the waiting room or whatever. And that's the only time it really should be on you. That's my take on it. But I think there's a selfish element to it now where people, uh, we want things our way mm. and we want... Uh, you know, to bring the baby home and everything's all done. Sure. We want to know if it's going to be a pink room or a blue room. And we want people to give us gifts that are appropriate for the gender. So mm. we got to make sure that we do that right. I guess that's the way it goes. We'll let everyone know. See, I ended up being treated uh, when Daniel and David were born like that woman. Uh, Maria gave birth, and all the outlaws came storming in like a football team onto the field. And she just pushed him out, then they pushed you oh, out. I was out the door. I was in the parking lot. <laughs> oh, yay, look, it's a National Pet Day, and people were asked uh, how they'll celebrate with their pet, and most saying, oh, I'll just go home and give my dog a good cuddle, maybe a good walk, a nice treat, tell him I love him. When people were asked about uh, their favorite type of pet, dogs are the most popular. Cats are a close second. I thought dogs would be leading by far, but no, cats are a close second. Then fish, birds, hamsters, gerbils, mice. Kind of the Richard Gere collection <laughs> of animals. <laughs> Instead of rejecting the rumor for all those yeah. years, he should have just embraced it. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, just gone into made it. Made some money off. Sure. Uh, horses, snakes. Guinea pigs, lizards, and tarantulas. Oh, yeah. No, I'll, I'll stick with the dog, please. I remember my buddy growing up, he had a horse, and so I'd get roped into going out to the uh, stables with him. And his dad would, like, drop us off in the morning and would be there in, like, January. Oh, jeez. And I'd stand there freezing all day while he groomed this stupid horse. <laughs> I found... They had a little <clears throat> they had a little closet. I was like, Anne Frank. I said, in this little closet... <laughs> And it had one, like, big light that they used just to heat these pipes to keep water running. Right. The, 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 it was a shoebox, and I would crawl in it and just sit under this hot lamp to try to keep warm. Why would you go back? I don't know, because I was an idiot. <laughs> okay, I you went once. I get it. I had nothing else going on in my life. I probably went three or four times, and then finally said, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> I don't know. I had nothing else on. You have a Mickey in the back of the stall, something to keep uh, you going? I was like 12. Ugh. Well, 
Maybe. I was 12. <laughs> um, I am a Ven. Anyhow, uh, and then when it comes to pets, boy, we, we love them so much that we think uh, our dogs, many of us, one in four think that their pet could be a social media star. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Does that even mean that, that, that people will like it? Yeah, I guess. You'll put silly outfits on your dog. You take lots of photos of your dog. And, you know, you'd be like, um, uh, Coop. Coop's having a great day, and you try to right. take some, you know, I guess that's it, or maybe little videos, TikTok videos. Yeah. Unless you're getting enough people looking at it that they're paying you for it, then mm-hmm. that's not a social media star. No, no. You know, you can get all the likes you want on social media, unless unless you're getting paid for it. You're not a star at any means. Uh, but a third said they've already created at least one social media account for a pet, and many of those people said their pets have more followers than they do. <laughs> well, of course I they do. wonder why. <laughs> Bobcat of Toronto. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.